Today is a very, very special day. You know what? No, today is a very big day. Today we have growth, motivation, gems, and so, so much more. Ladies and gentlemen, you guys are really in for a treat today. Something different, something unique. So get strapped in and be ready for this. I am Shaka Farnison. I am Marcus Smith. And this is Beyond Motivated. Brought to you by That Motivated Kid and Beyond the Game. Marcus, I am amped, bro. I am so ready for this. How are you feeling? Me? You know me. I have the energy. Um, I'm alive. I'm well. You know, even with the, the time that we have right now. And it's, hey, I'm happy to be here, man. Hey, you know, bless, yo, bless be to God for that. Honestly, bro. Uh, it's been... It's been a year, just about a year since we last said that we'd hook up. Unfortunately, you know, times and situations have, have come up and we haven't been able to link up, but you know, it's been a year in the making and here we are. You've grown, I've grown, both brands have grown and I'm so excited for what we're about to bring to the audience today. Yeah, no, it's definitely, you know, hey, when I look at it, it's like the one thing that I'm trying to bring to the forefront right now is that Instagram is a means of meeting great people. Absolutely. And that is exactly what it is. It's, you know, I randomly came across your profile and I was like, Hey, you know what? This guy really has something special here. And that's, that, that's, that's ultimately what it really came down to. It was like, you know what? I'm not going to be afraid. I'm literally going to message and be like, Hey, my name is Marcus. And that's literally probably what, if I scroll, <laughs> if I scroll through the first individual message, it probably was going to be like, Hey, I'm Marcus. I love your energy. And yeah. that is, that is exactly what you have. So, you know, um, this is the chance to do something very, very special. It's, I don't really see it being done. And that is exactly what makes it that special. So exactly. Um, yeah. bro. And on honestly, I, same, same here. I remember seeing your page and seeing the, mo the motivation coming out of it. I'm like, this, this is some serious energy. Like I, I appreciate this. And then when you messaged me, I was like, yo, let's do this. Let, let's, let's do this. It's different. It's different yeah. right here. And like, that's what, that's what the world needs right now. People, people need different people need that motivation. People need that push to go forward and let's do that let's do that yeah no for sure i definitely agree with that the one thing you actually said that you know the world needs people the one thing that i would say for that is that the world needs you the mm. world needs you to find yourself right now that is exactly what it is you have time time exactly. is of the essence and time is what you have in your hands you can throw exactly. that around in whatever way you really want to so time mm -hmm. really is of the essence but time in itself is now in the palm of your hands yes, so the sir. world needs you Oof. That, that's a bar right there. Y'all just clipped that right there. That's a gem. The world needs you. Yep. Right, ladies and gentlemen, we have a great, we have a great podcast here for you guys today. We're going to talk about our sporting and athletic journey. We're going to talk about growth, but that's all-encompassing growth. That's mental, that's physical, mm -hmm. and that's spiritual growth. Yep. We're going to talk about mental toughness. You know, what is it? How do you build it? How is it strengthened? You know, that, that is a term that I've actually been thrown about a lot nowadays. For sure. and like we're, we're definitely going to touch on that. And that's going to be, that's going to be something really big for us. And we're going to touch on social media a little bit. You know, the, our IGs, our Facebooks, our Twitters, whatever, whatever it may be, we're going to touch on a little bit. We're going to see, see where we can go. All right, Marcus. Yes, sir. Can you talk about your sporting journey a little bit in your athletic journey? Like where, what was your initial sport? What was your first love? What was, where did you start in your athletic journey? All right. Well, the one thing that I will say for like very first thing as a starter is, um, you know, I look like a football player, but I'm not. So, um, this relationship is not a football kind of base, anything of that sort. I actually played soccer. Um, my first sport actually happened to be baseball. Um, okay. Most people would not think that, but baseball was kind of the thing, you know, I had it going for a little while and 
Um, a lot of kids actually play, you know, baseball in the spring and then they had indoor soccer. That was kind of the thing, or even hockey. They kind of had a little flip-flop between both of them. Me, it was baseball. And then I also had soccer at the side. So at one point I really had to decide and be like, okay, cool. What do I really love? And that ultimately came down to me. And I was like, okay, hey, you know what? I thought about it and not necessarily pros and cons, but like, what do I really think that I could excel in? And it happened to be soccer. So soccer became my number one passion. I actually started soccer late. I was not one of those kids that, you know, parents, you know, caught up watermelons at, you know, house league and everything of that sort. It really wasn't that. I started soccer at a very late age, actually. I think, I believe it was in grade six I started. And I just quickly excelled at it. I had, you know, the passion. I also had, you know, just the physical ability to be a dominant presence on the field. The rep- referees did not like me. That's fine. <laughs> um, you know, hey. It is what it is. Um, I love to talk. So that, that works out too. And I'm, you know, I'm a relatively big guy. So it just also worked out at the same time. So, you know, if I had to get anywhere, I got there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, fast forward to university or sorry, high school. High school was actually a really good time. You know, I played three sports in high school. I played baseball carrying on, you know, cause, because I could, it was a different season. I had basketball, you know, I had to play basketball. It was kind of those things, you know, you Marcus, basketball. Yeah. 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 <laughs> but um, yeah, um, soccer, again, same thing. That was probably the number one thing that I excelled at. You know, a lot of individual schools were looking at me and being like, okay, cool. Hey, this is his number one sport. And soccer just, again, excelled as it was. The one thing that I'll definitely say within university is that it taught me how to, sorry, uh, high school. It taught me how to become a much better leader at a very young age. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I had a lot of really good, like, talented players on my team. And, you know, on, I learned a lot. So it was really, really good to actually, you know, have, you know, ideas balanced off of them. And to be in a room full of leaders, you become a better leader yourself. Exactly. And that is exactly what happened to me. So they pushed my limits a lot further as it is. Mm-hmm. Um, I ended up going to Brock University for soccer. And it was absolutely amazing experience. It was, it was really good. First year, made the team. It was absolutely amazing. You have to break in, make yourself, you know, known as a name and also by face and everything of that sort in your abilities. And then second year was a very interesting year. It, it it completely changed. It was a one eighty. Oh, um, didn't 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 make the team. Didn't make That's the team. Um, yeah, you know you have certain things, certain people that actually were were to believe in you and tell you that hey, this is what you need to work on. This is exactly what I did, and things happen, right? You know, it may not be politics. It's not anything I'm going to bring into this conversation. It's not worth it. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, things change, and you know, didn't make soccer soccer team second year what ended up happening is I had to reinvent myself. This is where, you know, the passion for speaking and, you know, I got into teaching and everything of that sort. That's exactly what happened. So it it was a really, it wasn't necessarily a slap in the face. It was a light tap telling me to wake up. Yeah. That's to put it in better terms. That's exactly what it was. It was a light tap telling me to wake up, find Mm -hmm. yourself and become better. Mm -hmm. So that's ultimately what it was. But the one thing that, you know, no matter what, as I did, I did grow by not making the team second year, third year. I didn't even try out. There was no point because Mm -hmm. I was so focused on growing Mm -hmm. fourth year. I tried out and guess what? I made the team. Okay, let's go. <laughs> I made the team, right? Um, it was, you know, people were like, hey, it was about time you actually came back. You should have been on the team third year, but I did not decide to do it at all. And, you know, for me, it was one of those things, overcoming the odds, overcoming obstacles and being like, okay, cool. People think that you can't do it, so do it. Mm. Don't look back and be like, okay, cool. You know what? Hey, this person told me I could not do it. It's a mind game now. I can't do it. It's literally there. If you cannot do it, I just said it, do it, right? So um, overcome the odds, making sure that, you know, no matter what you pursue your goals and pursue what you actually believe in. If you believe in yourself, that's all you really need. 
Exactly. Um, you know what I mean? Like just hundred percent head down, grind, become the most fit you've ever been in your life. Mm -hmm. Right. And just make sure that you overcome the odds. So that's what my, you know, short, um, short story as it really is. That's my athletic career. It's, it's really short, but the one thing that I will say for sure that has the, the, probably the most beneficial thing that I learned in my athletic career is what is outside of the, um, sorry, what is outside of the athletic career? Yeah. Um, you may have so much, you know, gratitude and benefit within it that only lasts four years, but mm -hmm. the, the actual, like, you know, the tools and the skills that you learn with your teammates and better yet people, those are trans, those transcend directly outside of the actual four years of my years at Brock. And those have propelled me to the growth that I see today yeah. beyond numbers. So it's not exactly. even, it's not a championship. It's not a pennant. It's not an all-star. It's not an MVP, but it's my mindset that I have to build something special after my four years at Brock. I'll leave it exactly. at that. Man, there's, there, there's so much to be said about what, about the different facets of life that can be learned on the field of play and transferred mm -hmm. off the field of play. Yeah. You know, I honestly can say that I probably wouldn't be in the same position I am in right now if mm -hmm. I hadn't played sports. If okay. I hadn't played if I hadn't played sports, I don't think I would have been as strong of a leader. I right. don't think I would have been as confident of a speaker. I don't think I would have been able to to work with other people. Like I have a younger brother, but we're four and a half years apart. And so, right. you know, growing up, we, ne we didn't really play together. Like I'm 18, he's 14, we're not hanging out. That's not a thing, you know what I mean? So, <laughs> and so it's a little, it's a little different, you know? And so- I get it, I get it. But being, being uh, an athlete, being on a sports team, I played, I played soccer very, very early growing up. I played, I think, well, I was, I was still living in Kenya at this point. I'm oh, pretty wow. sure I was like six or seven years old. I played, I played soccer. Okay. Was it wasn't my game. I have no eye foot coordination whatsoever. I'm so bad at kicking the ball. I don't understand it, but hey, that's just me. Hey. Uh, my <laughs> first sport actually was swimming. So I, wow. I, I was a competitive swimmer for, for a few years while I lived in Kenya. I got really okay. good at it. I think I liked it because my best friends were doing it with me and I was nice. able to compete against some of the best swimmers at our age group in the country. And so it was so much fun. And then when we moved to Canada, mm -hmm. uh, my first sport here was basketball. And so I fell right, in love right. with, with basketball and I wasn't very good. I thought I could just, you know, hop on the court and just do whatever these people on TV were doing. Couldn't do yeah. that. But <laughs> I, at the years went on, I decided that, you know, I'm going to put a little bit more work into this. And then uh, I grew, my body grew a little bit more than some of my, my, my teammates. And so I was playing the big men positions, even though I was shorter than most people. Like I was just like stocky. I was stronger than most people because I also played football in high school. Right. right. Okay. And yep. so, and so, you know, the, the body grew, but the, the, my height stayed about the same, but like, I, yeah. I, bounce. I, I had a little bit of bounce. <laughs> I could also bounce. I love it. You love know, that. you know, it, it was, it was, it was amazing. And so, uh, and then going to university, I was lucky enough to get a scholarship to go to the university of Toronto after multiple injuries in high school, broke my ankle nice. in grade 10, tore my ACL going into my senior year of high school. And then even after that, I was able to, I was able to, make team Ontario and then go over to Lethbridge, Alberta to play in a tournament there with our team there. And it was, it was such an amazing experience because I got to meet coaches from around the country. I got to meet players from around the country. Quick shout out to team Saskatchewan. Cause y'all, y'all crazy. Y'all, y'all <laughs> bred to play football from the time you are, you know, five years old. They love their Saskatchewan Rough Riders. They're all, they all want to play for the Rough Riders. It's, 
football football culture in Saskatchewan is different. And football culture in Quebec is different too. My yeah, goodness. it is. It is. That I will say for sure. I've seen that firsthand. Yes. Yeah, you know, it's it's insane. It's insane. And like there's there's for, for me, it was it was so cool to see how much everybody loved the game. And then that kind of like brought my passion out even more. And so when I went back for a fifth year of high school, just because I wasn't too sure what I wanted to do. I would kind of take that same passion and, and take it to school. And like, I, I had a goal. I wanted to get that average I needed for my scholarship. And so mm-hmm. I worked hard to get that scholarship. And then when I went to university, I made the team my first year and I was ready to play. I was set to, to do all these big things. And then I got hurt. My mm-hmm. very first game, tore my mm-hmm. lateral meniscus in my left knee. Same knee that tore my ACL in. It was, it was tough because on my very first game and I was so set to, to do bigger, better things, right? Mm-hmm. For for me, the the hard part wasn't necessarily rehabbing from from the injury because I I've done that broken ankle pff, surgery rehab you know ACL pff, surgery rehab as as yeah. tough and difficult as those injuries were yep. it wasn't it wasn't so mentally drained for me because I had done them already and like gotcha. I knew I knew where my body was physically and how mm-hmm. I could overcome that obstacle the right. obstacle that I needed to to get over was mm-hmm. staying focused in school. Gotcha. Stay focused on school, stay focused on who I was as a person. Because mm-hmm. when I went to university, I didn't necessarily know who I was, right? And so gotcha. yep. um, I was raised in a home where, you know, I, I was raised in a Christian home. And so I wasn't, I wasn't partying. I wasn't doing, doing all sorts of different things, but that's what everybody else was doing. And so mm-hmm. when I went to university and I wasn't playing football, I'm like, oh, all right, bet. Let me go party, you know? Yeah. So yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that kind of that kind of defined me at that t- at that point in time, right? Yeah. I wasn't playing ball. And so I was partying and my grades started to slip, slip to the point where I pretty sure I passed one of my eight courses in first year. Wow. And so going into second year, I was on academic probation. And so gotcha. because, I, because I was on academic probation, I wasn't allowed to play football, okay. which was another big hit to my ego. And then, you know, just, it just, that was another obstacle I had to overcome. And, and actually that's, a, I feel like the perfect segue into our next point, which is growth mm-hmm. because, because through those obstacles, through me not being able to play sports, not being able to, to be who I thought I was supposed to be, mm-hmm. I had to essentially not necessarily reinvent myself, but to find who I was. Cause I, f- I feel that who you are, you, you're already you right? Like you're just, yep. you're just adding pieces as, as you age, you're adding pieces as you meet people, you're adding pieces as you experience new things, right? I just felt that I had to find myself and find who I, who I'm supposed to be outside of my, you know, my tunnel vision, you know, mm-hmm. I'm so focused on, on football. But after that, you know, uh, the University of Toronto asked me to be an MC. They asked me mm-hmm. to host the homecoming game. They asked me to be on the committee to, to plan homecoming. So nice. that was the that was the first time I started I started you know speaking in front of people like big crowds. Like I don't like public speaking. I do not like it. But <laughs> this is what I was called to do. You know, we we hosted yeah. homecoming. It was against the Guelph Griffins, and the, the the whole party was was sick. Like we we had the pep rally in the quad, and then. I led the entire student body over to Varsity Stadium in downtown Toronto. Nice, and like, nice. you know, I'm leading chants and stuff on the streets. And then we get to the stadium, like we packed the stadium. It was crazy, right? The football fans on one side, the Varsity Blue side were on the other side. And then I'm in the crowd thinking, okay, my job's done. I'm just going to be a football fan and cheer on. One of the staff was like, Sean, come down here. I'm like, come down where? And do what? 
um, like come down, come down to the, <laughs> come down to the track and, and lead this chair. I'm like, lead what? Um, sure. So I went down to the track and he's like, okay, so we're going to do these chairs. I'm like, okay. So I turned to the crowd and I started cheering and then they started cheering after me and I started leading more chairs and leading more chairs, leading more chairs. And I, like, I think the week after that, they asked me to, you know, take a mic and be the in-game host. And so nice. it's, and so that through that, like, you know, the, the fear I had of public speaking kind of broke, you yeah. know, and I've been emceeing, I've been hosting, I've been podcasts, I've been doing so, so many different things in that, that yeah. grown in that sense. You know what I mean? For sure. No, completely yeah. agree with you. I, I yeah. hear exactly where you're coming from. Exactly. Completely. Yeah. Un- I, I hear exactly where you're coming from. That's kind of the same situation that happened to me, right? Like, um, when I briefly said in regards to, you know, I did not make the soccer team, I had to mm-hmm. literally find myself. And, you know, and that in itself would be considered as growth. Yeah. And that is exactly what it is. You know, you know, the big thing for me and my big change right away was that I became, you know, a, a relatively well-known DJ in Niagara That's for Brock fire. University. It was absolutely okay. amazing. So for me, like the same way, like, hey, you know, I wasn't really you. Sorry. It was more so like, okay, you're leading a crowd and you're doing cheers. Me, it was like, okay, cool. Hey, everyone's looking to have a great time. I'm playing the music. If I mess up, hey, it's Marcus that messed up. <laughs> right? Exactly. So you know, like, again, the countless hours that I actually had, the countless hours that I had in terms of practice and, you know, just getting to know the actual, like, just getting to ex- actually express myself um, mm-hmm. through a means of music, right? Yeah. So, you know, if no matter what, whenever you came to listen to when I was playing, you knew what you were getting and you mm-hmm. knew that you were going to have a really good time because it's me. And if you exactly. know me, the music is showcasing exactly who I am. So, yeah. again, it's a, it's, it was really a new way for me to actually express myself and it was something that I've never actually done before. Mm-hmm. In terms of mental growth, it was just, you know, like looking at exactly, you know, just looking at challenges and being like, okay, cool. Hey, I really did not know how to DJ when I first started. And mm-hmm. it became one of those things. It was an emergency call that actually was my first gig. It was an Jeez. emergency call. The regular DJ that was there, he was the resident DJ. He was sick. And oh. he was like, hey, like we need somebody to DJ, whatever that sort. Yeah. You know what? And it's like, hey, what's up? I'm like, yeah. We need a DJ. And I'm like, <laughs> hold on, give me one second. Yeah, I'll be there in like 20 minutes. <laughs> right? So, um, yeah, it was, it was completely, like, out of the blue. I had no idea. Yeah. So, you know, like, the one thing that I'll say for both of the experiences that me, uh, myself explained and you explained previously is to be comfortable with being uncomfortable. I know many yeah. people say that, and it may, be, it may kind of seem as if it's, like, generic, but really it's not. It really mm-hmm. isn't. It's completely unique because it's your steps that you're taking to make yourself uncomfortable. Exactly. Me and you are completely different. Mind you, we have similar mindsets. That is completely okay. But at mm-hmm. the same time, it is unique in its own individual and special way. Exactly. So there's one thing that I will say for everybody that's listening to this episode. Dream big. Dream don't big. be scared. Mm-hmm. And make it happen today. So, yeah, definitely exactly. for that. Exactly. Man, one, one of the best pieces of advice I received growing up was dream big and keep smiling because you you know like dream big and keep smiling you're going to go through stuff that's going to make you uncomfortable like you said be comfortable being uncomfortable yeah and in those and in those moments like it's okay to be afraid I think this people confuse courage they feel mm-hmm. that they feel that you know courage is something you do when you know you're, you're, you're not afraid you're, you keep you go for it no courage is what happens when you are afraid that you choose to step into that fear and you choose big. to attack whatever it is that you're attacking big time you know Love and it. so 
So having courage in those in those moments and smiling through it, it's going to it's going to show you that you can do this. It's not oh, yeah. it's not impossible. Like mm-hmm. people have done it before you. People will do it after you. Are you going to do it yeah. in this moment? Yeah, no, one hundred percent. Like I actually love I love that point exactly. There, people have done it before. People will mm-hmm. do it after. But right now, you are next. Exactly. You exactly. are the next person to do it. Right. Exactly. So you know what? We'll look at the past. We know that. Mm-hmm. We'll look at the we'll look at the future. We know what's going to happen. More people are going to do it. But right now in the present time, the present tense, mm. you're the next person to do it. So know oh. that. So yeah, literally know that, right? You really have to know that. Exactly. Um but yeah, no, again, like it's it's actually great to actually you know just talk about the mental aspect because I think it's something that a lot of people need to really understand especially with the times that we have right now. Mhm. There really is no better time to grow than right now. So whether it be mentally and also physically, hey, you know what? You may have people that you're not going to be in the gym, but you can still get your work done. You can try other ways of actually growing. Um, For me personally, like, you know, I was lucky enough to get, you know, weight, a weight set dropped off to my house. But, you know, what? I can only do so much with it. But at the same time, I'm doing stuff that I'm used to doing, but I'm also trying new things that I have not Mm -hmm. tried before. Mm-hmm. Right. So yeah, definitely. I, I can definitely see that. Um, just how, you know what, let me ask you this. Let mm-hmm. me ask you this. How are your workouts going right now? I won't lie. Those workouts, I, we went hard for a week straight. We said we, no days off. We're going, we're going for, it. and that's after how many months of not doing stuff. Yeah. Uh, and it was tough because they killed us after that, after a certain time. And then we took like a week off because we're too sore. And then we, we went at it again. So when I say we, I'm referring to myself and my wife, Brenda. Um, yeah, yeah, I got you. <laughs> yeah, so, um, and so we, and then we went back at it again. And so now we're, we're in a place where we're trying to find that consistency where it's not five days on, seven days off. We're trying to find, you know, every, is it every other mm-hmm. day? Is it, you know, yep. a couple days here and there? We're trying to go outside. Yeah, I won't lie. There's days where it's tougher than others to get out of bed and, and go do it, especially since, we're, we're actually lucky enough to still be working. We work at the grocery store, but we come home right. super late at night. And so we're lucky enough to still be working, but that's exhausting. And we're trying to find you know that routine to get back into working out consistently and, and putting that time and effort, you know what I mean? Because yeah. as, as much as we want to grow mentally, that mm-hmm. physical growth has, has to also take part. 100%. Um, it's a balance. It's a balance, exactly. Yep. That, what, what I'm trying to do right now, actually, uh, my father-in-law gave me a bike. Uh, what an nice. older bike, so nice. I, need to, I need to fix up a little bit. But because I'm in beautiful BC, I'm here mm-hmm. trying to go on those bike rides. Like I'm trying to get on the roads and just this bike, you know, be consistent yeah. with that. Like if I can get up in the morning, go for a bike ride, and come back. That's 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 my my workout for the day. You know, it's it's Love a it. different type of workout than I'm used to. As a football player, I'm, I'm used to you know banging out weights and hearing that hearing the iron drop on the on the on the, on the mm-hmm. platform, you know. And so it's yep, yep. It's, a little, it's a little different having to just you know put in headphones hop on a bike and ride because yeah it's, it's a different type of of energy being exerted as, as i i feel you know it's not no, the same i agree it's not the same aggression being released it's it's a little different so you know getting getting into that is going to be something very interesting how about no, you what are you doing for workouts i definitely agree with that it's it's literally the exact same thing you actually said it spot on it's putting your headphones in and going and for me, it's just been, you know, I'm a soccer player. Cardio is kind of a big thing. And that's really what I do. Mm-hmm. For me personally, like, like when I'm, me as a motivator, me as a content creator, most of my ideas actually come when I'm running. As weird as oh. that sounds. 
Um, you know, I put on my music, whether or not, you know, what you like and what you do not like. For me personally, I love drum and bass. When yeah. I put on drum and bass, I just, I'm gone. I'm gone. Whether or not, you know, I'm running with somebody or not. I literally put on, put on my AirPods, put on drum and bass, um, Under Armour, uh, sorry, map my run by Under Armour. I tap that, my running program, and I'm gone, right? Mind you, like, you know, things may happen. You may not remember a lot of the things, but for me, it if I can actually just say it really takes me to a place unknown, mm. not in a weird way, but it really just has me focused mm-hmm. um, running, listening to, you know, music that you really love. You get into that zone, you get into that focus. And it's just, it's you, the pavement, the headphones, the music and everything around you. It's just you on a mission and growing at one point. So um, for me, it's like, Hey, I look to hit, I look to hit about maybe 40 to 45 kilometers a week. Right. In total. So that that's spaced out between, you know, three, four, five runs. Um, but yeah, it's just, you know, it's, it's a little bit of a change because I, you know, I haven't really ran that hard since university, to be honest with you, but mm-hmm. it's, it's something that, you know, it really takes me away and it has me focused. Right. Yeah. So when we look at, when we look at mental growth and we look at physical, that's, that's a very unique aspect because it really mm-hmm. have both of them working at the exact same time. I'm exactly. running, which is going to be the physical, but at the same time, I'm, you know, not necessarily plotting, but um, that's probably the, the worst, <laughs> that's the worst word to use. Um, I'm, plotting. <laughs> I'm strategizing, strategizing and building and thinking, you know, individual ways that I can make myself better. Yeah. Well, absolutely. that's, that's, that's probably what it would be. Absolutely. Absolutely, man. Like it's, it's really, really cool that you say that too. Cause like, I know for me, um, if uh, I've, I've been taught this concept of the total athlete right? Yes. And that's, that's mental, that's physical, that's also spiritual. Um, mm. I, know not, I know not everybody necessarily acknowledges the, the spiritual component, but yep. for me, uh, when, it comes, when it comes to that side of things, like when I'm, I'm in the gym, I'm listening to music, I'm, I'm lifting weights, I'm going all out because I know these are talents that I've been given and mm-hmm. it's only right, it's only fitting, it's, it's a form of worship to use it to the best of my abilities. 100%. I agree with that. You know yeah. what I mean? You know what I mean? Yeah. So like, even, even when I, even when, if I, if I go on a bike ride from, from out doing sprints and whatnot, like I, I tend to zone everything out and mm-hmm. be in that moment. And yep. it's at that point, it's, it's, it's I'm in, I'm in a place where it's, it's me and God. That's, gotcha. that's how it is for me, you know? And so yeah. it's a place where I see him smiling and that's, that kind of helps me push further and further and further. And, um, I don't know. I get people. I've heard people people uh, explain it as the runner's high. First of all, let me say that I think that's a myth. For those who <laughs> yeah. don't run, you know what I'm talking about. Runners. Yeah, I don't yeah, know yeah. what y'all say. Y'all say runner's high. I don't understand it. But um, in that moment, like I'm, just, I'm, just, I completely zone out, and it's, mm-hmm. it's me and him. You know, it's it's, it's yep. peace. Is pain is gone, and I'm just I'm just going. You know, and so that that's another way that I see kind of the, the spirituality grow in that sense and. I've heard people kind of say, you know, but you know, when you play football, when you play sports, you're supposed to be angry. I don't, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know about being angry. Like, for, yeah. That's like, like, why are you playing sports? You play sports because you're you love it. You play sports because it's it's joyful. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So yep. like, if, you, if, you, yeah. if you're angry that moment, you take away that joy. Yep. So sure. if you play as if you're giving everything your all, you give every single play, you give every single run your all. That that removes pressure. That removes any anxiety. That removes the I guess the the, the chains that, that have been put on you by other people's expectations. Yeah. And now you're playing for one audience, mm-hmm. and you're you're playing free. And once you, when you start playing free, things just flow. No, know? for sure. You know exactly. No, I can definitely agree with that. Um, you know me, my spiritual journey is actually a little bit different than yours. 
Um, I'm not heavily, heavily into it, but the one thing I can definitely speak to into it is the best team that I ever had probably incorporated spiritual, actual, you know, knowledge and whatnot like that, spiritual being in it. And um, in a sense that like, hey, you know what? I, I randomly got called. This was back when I was in high school. I randomly got called um, and they're like, hey, we want you to try out this team. I was like, okay, cool. Went, made the team. First game, everybody huddled around. Um, everybody started saying the Lord's Prayer. And I was like, whoa, what? What is going on? All right? I had no idea. And for me, it was like completely foreign. Mind you, like I, I went to church, yes. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I do believe in God, 100%. I do, yes. And for me, just in regards to tying it into, say, like, you know, physical, mental, and actually growing with spiritual and sport, it was something that I've never really experienced before. And, you know, as it grew later and later uh, within the season, I got to know the Lotus player because I wasn't going to be the person that did not know it. <laughs> right. No, no, seriously. Like I wasn't going to yeah. be the guy that didn't, it's like, okay, he's just mumbling. Like, what is he doing? Like, you know what I mean? I'm not going to yeah, be that yeah. guy. I learned, I learned, you know, I know the words and, and this is me just being completely transparent. I had no idea, yeah. like, you know what I mean? How much impact it actually had the best, mm-hmm. the very best team that I had had to be that, that, you know, that Westford heat team, the people that, you know, some of the guys that may actually, may actually listen to this they'll actually speak exactly to it and say like you know what like that really brought us together a lot mm-hmm. more than just you know more than the sport as you yeah. have it it's what you know what does btg stand for mm-hmm. it stands for beyond the game exactly and that is exactly, exactly what it is right it really brought yeah. me to an it really brought me to that that mm-hmm. exact thing it brought me yeah. beyond the game that i really love something bigger than the game that really just touched me and it was like wow like, you know what this is different but i yeah. like it Right. So, you know, for everybody that that may not find the spiritual aspect and whatnot like that, hey, try it. Yeah. Try it. I'm sure I'm 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 sure there'll be one teammate on your team mm-hmm. that believes in the Lord. I will exactly. I will I will guarantee you that. Yeah. So you find absolutely. that person, you find that person, you speak to them, yeah, and you no get worries. to know, you get to know exactly what it is. Because I'm telling you, find yourself a teammate or a team that truly believes in it and it becomes more than just a game. It becomes a brotherhood, a sisterhood. It becomes just, you know, followers in Christ. And that's exactly what it is. So it's a great, it's a great point that you brought up. So um, yeah, I had to definitely share my, you know, my experiences with that because it's something that I've never actually experienced other than that team, because it was Mm -hmm. something now that, you know, as you're speaking about it, I'm like, okay, cool. That team really was special. When Mm -hmm. I think about, you know, the Wexford Heat team that I was on, it's like, wow, like, you know what? That's crazy. And, you know, we all get together and we play soccer. If we were to play soccer, I could probably guarantee that, you know, before we start, we would probably say the Lord's Prayer. Mm -hmm. It became a ritual. It became something, you know, a part of it was ingrained in the actual fabric of what that team was. So, you know, that's a great point to bring up, my friend. Great point. I I appreciate that. I appreciate that, bro. You know, honestly, that that was part of me finding myself after after I had uh, like stopped playing, stopped playing football. Because I was so because I was so wrapped in this identity that I was an athlete and athlete alone. When yep. I wasn't playing, I didn't know who I was, right? And so actually, I I was found by this group called Athletes in Action. They're, they're, they're I, hey, I know what Athletes in Action is. That's a, that's, a, a, that's crazy. You know yep. what? It's yep. Exactly, yep. exactly. So I do. Most of my best friends are part of Athletes in Action. A lot of a lot of them. Uh, athletes actually have they've worked in the states they've gone on tour in in nice. other co- in other countries and so yeah. they this is this is where I found my identity I found my identity in Christ through that and okay. that's and that's where I learned how to incorporate my faith into my sport realize that it's not just about sport anymore 
is actually a big reason why Beyond Game exists today. It's, yep. to, it's to help those go beyond the athlete identity to learn more about what's what's outside of that, you know? And so it's, it. it's huge. It's Love huge. It. I remember I remember being like being a little shy to to talk to my teammates about God because a football locker room can be very toxic. Amen. And and yes. if you're and if you're in it, if you're if you're in that locker room, you want to be part of the boys. You know, you don't want you want to be talking the way they do, and that's that that's not how it should be. You know, what I mean, mm-hmm. you should be able to stand stand your ground and say, "This is who I am, and I'm going, to, and I'm not going to be ashamed of it." Yeah. You know what I mean? Yep. Uh, mm-hmm. I remember I remember one of the teammates after I left. So I had left University of Toronto after my second year. Okay. Uh, but still going, still going to athletes in action in Toronto. And mm-hmm. one of the the leaders in action, in athletes in action, asked me to reach out to the football team. Actually, reach out to some of the guys on the team because I still right. have some friends there. So I reached yep. out to the, the one of the quarterbacks at the time, okay. and we we met up for lunch, and we were just talking. Never met the dude before, but like we were talking and stuff like that. And I kind of told him my story, and then he was like, "Do you know what some of the guys are saying about you?" I'm like, "What?" He said, "They're saying you're a hypocrite." I'm like. Oh. Hmm. And and why is that? Because and then he said because the shocker we knew in first year was partying and doing this and doing that, but the shocker now is talking about God and and going to church and and not doing that. Like that's that's mm-hmm. critical. So yeah. I was like, and I was like, you know what? It, it sung a little bit because I thought those were my friends, but right. I was like, you know what? No, good. I'm glad they're saying this because they they, they see the change in my life. You know what I mean? Yep. They see I got how you. I'm living completely different. And so mm-hmm. it's it just it's a testament to show how much work was done, and I just you know we we kept in touch. I kept in touch with some of the other guys, and I was able to kind of grow my spirituality through that as well. Yeah, no, definitely, I can definitely agree with that. It's actually it's very good to hear, man, because you know like you're gonna have people that are gonna see differences, and the one thing that you actually love to hear is that people notice difference. Mm-hmm. When people notice difference, that means you're doing something right. That means you exactly. changed. That exactly. means you changed. So the work that you put in, if you actually put work in. And people are going to be like, hey, you know what? Like Marcus, Marcus changed. Exactly. Hmm. Like, you know what I mean? Like that means that exactly. your work is, that means that your work is working and you have changed. You exactly. have changed. Right. You know, so yeah, exactly. like, I definitely agree with that hundred percent. Yeah. You know, there's the, that Kobe Bryant commercial, the one, rest in peace, Kobe. Um, the yep. one, um, the one commercial with, with Kanye West talking about the Kobe system. Yeah. Um, he, uh, and Kanye's asking him, you know, how many, how many records do I have to, do I have to beat? Uh, blah, blah, blah. They're talking about asking how many things does he have to do to reach that level? And Kobe's yeah. like, are you the different beast, but same animal? And then Kanye's <laughs> like, what what does that even mean, Kobe Bryant? And, yeah, it's and like Kobe's what? Like you're welcome, you know. It's, but it's it's being to that. Like, are you are you the same the same person, but mm-hmm. growing at to be that different beast? Nice, you know. And like the, it's, it's similar along those lines. I I heard uh, Ray Lewis give a, give a motivational talk. Ray Lewis, one of my favorite linebackers of all time. Mm-hmm. Um, he he was he was saying your opponents, what they see on the film, the person they they think they see on the film isn't you. That's not you anymore because in that week where they saw your film, you have grown to a mm. whole another level. Like you, know, it. you are, you are no longer that same person. You are, you are a completely different animal now because you have yep. grown. You know, and so that's even, but even that that speaks to that mental toughness because you're in in that stage. You you can stay stuck in a in your in your your rhythm. You know, you think yep. things are going good. You're 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 grooving. You're you're growing momentum. Blah blah. blah but then. That's just that's just staying consistent. Not now you're plateaued. Yeah. How, right. how are you gonna no, push through yep. that? You know what I mean? Yeah, no, for sure. How yeah. how would you define mental toughness? 
Um, it's actually funny enough. Like I actually posted something recently uh, this past week. Mm-hmm. Um, and re- I'm going to drop on it because I think it actually has a lot to do with mental toughness because, of course. Um, you know, hey, you know what? It's, it's exactly what you said. Like what you see on the field or what you see possibly with me in my, in, from my perspective, what you see with me in terms of, you know, what I was posting, I actually had somebody take my post. Like one of my story posts and use it as that. his own, yeah. right? So, uh, yeah, you did see that, right? I so, that, yeah. it, it's it's actually perfect that I'm, I can actually bring this in and speak at mm-hmm. that, uh, speak to that. Sorry, because um, that's exactly what happened. I actually had somebody take crop or whatnot of that sort. Crop, I don't know if they use screen muncher or throwback. Wow, um, screen more, muncher, Ooh, yeah, muncher, days, bro. Right? I don't know if they even have that anymore or anything of that <laughs> sort. He screenshotted exactly what I had on my story. Um, put a song in the same corner that I had it mm-hmm. and, you know, um, like reappropriated my, my work for his own. Mm-hmm. And it was like, okay, cool. Like, you know, what can I really do with this situation? And I thought about it. I was like, you know what, hmm, you know what? I'm like, okay, the old me, I'll be honest. The old me, I'm going to post about it right mm-hmm. then and there. I'm going to address it. But the mm-hmm. new me is going to be like, you know what? Let me take the night off and think about this. Let me think about what I could, what, 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 what can I really do with this situation? I was like, you know what? I'm going to mm-hmm. turn it to a positive. So it's like, okay, cool. I'll reach out and be like, hey, man, what's going on? Hey, how much? And I'm like, hey, you know, I happen to see exactly that you kind of did, you know, took my post. He's like, yeah, well, I, I saw it in a WhatsApp group. And I'm like, okay, great. You saw it in a WhatsApp group? No problem. Yeah, so, you know, I just, um, I thought it was a really good concept, so just, I decided to post it. At that exact moment, I looked to turn a negative into a positive. Option mm-hmm. one, I could have been like, you know what, call him a whole bunch of different names, put him on blast, and whatever of that sort. No. Option two... Yes, what I did, it was like, okay, cool. If my, if my post got into a WhatsApp group, I'm doing something right. You know? Exactly. My change is good. That, as you just said, somebody realized that I changed and you have to comment on it. That means that I did something right. Mm-hmm. If I'm in a WhatsApp group, I touched X amount of people in that WhatsApp group. Exactly. If I make it onto your story, I just touched Y amount of people. Mm-hmm. And also too, in terms of Z, if you're the one person that really thinks that my posts are that good, you can have it, but mm. I've become better and there's more to come. Exactly. I believe that. Right. Exactly. So in terms of mental toughness, it's um, in relation to that situation and also just in general, I just wanted to share that so that everybody can actually hear that and just, you know, have reference to how I deal with it. Mm-hmm. Mental toughness is definitely something that you have to have. Um, it's something that's, it's, it's an acquired skill. It's not mm-hmm. easy. It's, it's hard. I still work on it every day. I'm sure you do too. No yep. pun intended, no disrespect, but it's, it's something that, you know, we all work on yep. and it's something you really cannot avoid because, you know, as much as you want to be able to have growth, you want to, uh, you want to grow mentally, you want to grow physically, spiritually, you have to have the toughness to, to endure the whole thing. Yeah. As you said, you're going to have people come after you. You're going to have people talk behind your back. You're going to have situations that present themselves in front of you, behind you, around you. But you have to find the right pivotal moment, the right pivotal mindset in terms of mental toughness as an aspect within it in mm-hmm. order to push yourself forward and make sure that no matter what, you're going to strive towards something better than today or yesterday. Mm-hmm. But more so today because exactly. we're always going to be getting better no matter what. Man, that's huge. And <clears throat> what, what you spoke to was essentially what, what I was going to say too is it's your reaction. Yep. It's, it's, because you, you have, you have t- two things you control in life. You control how you act and you control how you react. Mm-hmm. And so if you get, if you get punched in the, in the jaw, like how are you going to react to that? 
mm-hmm. you know, you can either you can either start swinging, or you can be like, you know what, it's not worth my time. Yeah. Or if someone takes your post, you can either be cheesed and go after them, put them on blast, yep. or you can take that as you know what, no, I did something right. They're admiring it, and now they're using it for themselves. Yeah. So be it. But I'm going to continue to grow from that, and that's 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 huge, you know. And, yeah. Um, well, for sure. I think being being able to to control your reaction to different things because I think that's one of the biggest biggest traits of someone's character if they're mm-hmm. if they it's not necessarily what they do but how they react to someone acting on what they do you know that yeah, makes for sense? sure for sure for sure 100 i agree with you 100 yeah definitely so, so no you, yeah, some, mm-hmm. go ahead. you mentioned briefly that you work on it every day like do you do you have any like any tools or tricks to for the people to how how they can work on their mental toughness um the one thing they it's actually crazy enough but in terms of mental toughness that you said um was you know like you have you have the option of what you want to do. You really do have the option. You can't control what happened in the past. Mm. The only two things you can control are now and in the future. And believe me, yep. the future is a lot better. Oh, yeah. oh exactly. Exactly. And you know what? The one thing that you, that you said that you did, you took the night off. In, in, instead of being reactive and going after man right away, you took the night yep. off. You're like, you know, let yeah. me reflect on this. Let me see what, like, how I'm feeling. Let me, let me come to sit in that and then react. Because yep. I, I can almost guarantee, like, like I, I would have been upset, too. I probably would have been really yeah, upset. I would have come at the man, old me, <laughs> would have come at yeah. the man, like, oh, he yeah. did, you know, you know all yeah. that kind of stuff. But, like, being able to take that time and really reflect on what's happening, I think that's a big step for a lot of people. Don't necessarily be super reactive. Don't be quick to jump. Like, think for a second and then, and then mm-hmm. react. Because you can either escalate the situation or you can de-escalate it. 100%. Chances are, if you are, if you if you respond right away, you're going to escalate the situation. It's going to be a lot bigger than it needs to be. But if you if you if you take a step back, you de-escalate the situation and you make it a positive for yourself. Yeah, yeah. No, I'll definitely say that. Don't act. Don't act out of emotion. Act yeah. out of information. Mm, mm, right? I like that. Literally. I like that. I'll say yeah. it one more time. I'll say it one more time. How about that? Yeah. yeah. All right. Here we go. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, please do not act out of emotion. Mm. Act out of information. Mm. How's that? Not bad. Mm. Beautiful. That was beautiful. All right. That, 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 that's, another, that's another clip right there, bro. That's another clip. <laughs> hey, that's all we need, right? <laughs> no, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I think. I think uh, in situations like that as well, um, people can act can act out of fear. Yes. You know, they, they they see they see people people attacking them and or or stealing from them and then, and then people react out of fear. Yeah. I, got, I, got, I got a little, little gem for people right now, too. So you better pay attention. All right. Here is false evidence appearing real. One more time. I'm going to say one more time. I heard false. you, but I want, I want them to hear you. I want know, them to hear exactly. You. We're going to be clean. We're going to chop this up. We're going <laughs> to post it itself. Yep. Here is false evidence appearing real. Wow. Exactly. In that moment, you think someone's you think someone's attacking you. You think mm-hmm. you think someone is stealing from you. But is someone really attacking you in that moment, or is someone really stealing from you? Yeah. No, they're they're not right. If you yeah. flip flip your perspective, they're they're taking what you have because they see it's great, and they're putting out there for themselves because again they couldn't think of anything better. Yeah. And so now what? So now what you put is is like you said, it's being put out to, to a whole another audience. Right. For sure. So yep. that that attacking, that's that's false evidence and it's it's peering real to you. That's that's all furious. So once we just shift our perspective, that's different. Beyond the game. You know, ladies and gentlemen, beyond the game. That's what we do. That's Damn. what we do. 
Shift the perspective, bro. Clip it, clip it, clip it, clip it. Oh, bro, it's that is beautiful, man. Beautiful. This is this is stuff I love talking about because no one necessarily talks about the the mental side of of athletics or mental side of life. Like it's or from from this perspective, I should say. No one no Mm -hmm. one necessarily talks about the mental side of life from this perspective. Yep. You know, everyone everyone is everyone puts athletes in one box and we're supposed to be so linear, but at the end of the day, we are people that play sports. Yeah. You know, so, yeah. so no, the it. whole, the whole person side of things, like that doesn't just disappear just because we're playing, we play sports, you yeah. know? And so being able to talk about mental toughness and through this lens, I feel that we are able to reach a whole demographic of people mm-hmm. just, just by speaking the same language. 100%. Like that's, yeah. that's definitely true because I can tell you, us two are not the only people going through this, you know, like for sure. Right. Whether, whether or not, you know, it, like there's a lot of people going through it and whether or not you actually know it, the listener, you possibly could be going through it. You just don't actually know. Exactly. Right. So that that in itself, when, when you're lost at first, when, when you actually are lost right at its first step, you don't know, Mm -hmm. you really don't know until something actually happens and you know, hits the fan. Exactly. That's when you know you're lost. That's when you know you, you have, you have things to do. You have work to do. Exactly. Right? So if you really are lost, you really don't know. And also too, it's like, Hey, you have work to do and you're going to, no matter what, you're going to make sure you have, you're going to get what you need to do. Right. Exactly. So if you have the right mindset, you have the right tools behind it. It's your craft. Make it beautiful. Exactly. It's all about, it's all about creating that awareness. One of my mentors actually um, at a workshop that we were, that we were doing, he, he told, he told the audience, how do you know to fix your car? Hmm. Like how, how you how you know when to fix your car? The check engine light comes on. Mm. That check engine light is your awareness. That check engine light tells you, all right, there's something wrong with the car. You know, you change your oil, you need to, you know, fix your brakes, you do something, you need something to your car. Mm-hmm. So, but where that check engine light in ourselves? We need to we need to be able to turn that light on in ourselves to see what's going on. Like you said, if you take that first step you, and you're lost, you have no idea until that light is shown on on where you are. Then you're like, okay yeah i need to fix up you know nice i like so that's that's all what we're out here to do we're out here to shine that light we're out here to help you push to that next level we're out here Mm -hmm. to just to help everybody grow that's all it is yeah that's that's all it really is like you know the one of the bigger things that you know i i was off instagram for a little while you know Mm -hmm. i had to build that's exactly what it was i was working um but one of the big things that i'm actually trying to really get across now is that hey growth is available for everybody there's enough room in the world to grow but so a lot of people think, hey, okay, cool. There's not enough room at the table. But let me tell you, there is enough room at the table. You have two options. You either get more seats or you mm. build a bigger table. Exactly. Those are your options. Exactly. When I, when I was graduating, when I was graduating <clears throat> from George Brown, uh, I, I graduated with my degree in hospitality management. And I, I'm so thankful for, for that. But after stepping into a role in the hospitality world to realize that this isn't necessarily where I want to be. This isn't my calling. This is not necessarily where I, where I feel the most passionate. And mm-hmm. so there wasn't necessarily a, a place for me to walk into this kind of role. Mm-hmm. I, I built the table. You know what I mean? I built that table for myself. I'm like, you know what? It's fine. It's fine. Yep. I'm going, it's going to, I'm going to put in the work. I'm going to grind. I'm going to meet people. I'm going to find people with like mindsets and we're going to mm-hmm. build this table together. Because yep. if we can build together and if we're all looking for the same thing, if we're all trying to do the same thing, which is, which is elevate people, why can't we all eat together? 
Say it again. There's, 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 no, again. Reason, there's no reason for us not to eat together. You Say know, it again. We're, we're Say it again. All, Why can we not go together? You yep. know what I'm saying? We're all trying to just elevate each other, elevate ourselves, elevate the world. Why can't mm-hmm. we eat together? You know? Yeah. There's I'm definitely, I'm definitely with you. I'm definitely with you on that. There's a lot of things that we can all do together. There's a lot of people that, you know, that need help. And mm-hmm. there's a lot of people that are looking for help. And there's a lot of people that actually are helping people. Exactly. Right. And you know what? It's actually kind of crazy because, you know, the next topic that we were actually going to talk about is social media. Yeah. And that's exactly, yeah. that's exactly what it is, right? You have, mm-hmm. you have people that are looking and you have people that are providing and that exactly. is exactly what this is. Right. So I was looking, okay, cool. Hey, I'm looking for, you know, a friend now better, you know, somebody that I really, really like respect with, yeah. you know, the work that he's doing in terms of you. And I look at it and I'm like, Hey, you know what? He's really doing something. I was looking. Yeah. My, mind you, am I providing hundred percent, but you can actually mm-hmm. do both. And that's exactly, exactly what you did too. So, um, exactly. you know, another point that I'm looking to bring up in, you know, my whole message and coming back is that social media, it's really what you make it. It's a means. Some people say it's a means to an end, but it really isn't because it's a means of communication. It's a means of building something special for yourself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And if you really know how to use it properly, that is exactly what it really could be. You know, I, Hey, I studied communication at Brock. I mm-hmm. know the ins and outs. That is what I do. That is my game, my jazz cup of tea cool, whatever you want to call it, that is exactly what I do. So if you look at social media and what the, you know, the actual potential to what it actually has, Hey, social media is an absolutely beautiful thing. Why not use it to build an absolutely beautiful story? You know, exactly. That's, that's all it is, bro. That's all it is. And a lot, a lot of people give social media a bad rap for the fakeness that people, that people bring on. And they say, Oh, social, social media isn't, you know, people are, people get addicted, people do this, people do that. But like you said, if we use it, the right way it mm-hmm. brings a beautiful message to the crowd to, oh, yeah, for sure. to the audience you know and so um one thing i really i really strive to do on social media is be completely transparent and be completely authentic on it like yeah. i will tell i will tell people about the struggle that we have because we're human not every day for, for me not every day i'm going to feel i'm going to feel it to go for to go for a bike ride not every day i'm going to feel super excited to um, to push through a, a mental obstacle but that's okay you know yeah. and I, I feel that there's a lot of a lot of people that I've, that I've seen on social media that really they're not very honest with their audience, right? Okay. They, they yep. put, they'll put up this, this wall of perfection mm-hmm. and people see them and like, and they're like, oh, I can't necessarily relate to that. At least personally, yeah. per- personally, I, I, something I see people and I'm like, I can't relate to you because where are your bad days? I, all I see are perfection. You know, it's, it's, it's something that can be hard to, hard to, to connect with that person. Yeah, so I'm for like, sure. Eh, I'm off it. But you have people like you who come on with this energy, and like you, you push it every day. And I, I know, I know you. So like, I know that someday you don't feel it, and those yeah. days you, those days you show it. You know, and yeah, that, of and that's that is the, your your draw. That is your your energy, but your authenticity, or your authenticity in that energy as well. You know, I appreciate people, people that. People are drawn to that. People people want to see more of that. And like when you come on with your with your motivational minutes, it's uh, it's 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 huge because because people look for that mm-hmm. and they also they also see they also see that you you work and at the t- time you, you step off social media because you need to rest and like yeah. people can appreciate that you know and so i think that's something that's huge for for people in in this industry or people in in this realm to really realize that the authenticity of it all is what is going to help people grow the most yeah no i, I 100% agree with that like you know you spoke to transparency and transparency exactly is you mm-hmm. um if i can actually like you know candidly actually say that that's just, that's literally what it is is transparency um what you see is what you get and what you hear is exactly who he is mm-hmm. 
Uh, you really don't have to worry about that. Yeah, that was big. I know. Sorry. Um, but, <laughs> I heard that. Uh, mm. uh, yeah. But no, that, that, that is exactly who he is. And, you know, you really don't have to question for many people to be like, okay, hey, like, what exactly is beyond the game? Who is Shaka? Like, that's, you know, you look at beyond the game, you look at Shaka, that's exactly who it is. Like, who he is and what, you know, beyond the game is. Um, it's kind of the same thing with myself. It's like, okay, cool. Like, hey, I am my own brand. But if yeah. you really know me for who I am, you don't have to question about that motivated kid. Exactly. You don't have to. The easiest exactly. way to brand the easiest way to brand yourself is, is be to you. be yourself. Exactly. There's no it literally way is. About it. it literally is. And it, and that in itself promotes your brand and you at the same time with exactly. no problem because yeah. you literally you literally act normal. Mm-hmm. So you exactly. look at people like, oh like, hey, you know what? Like, oh, you know what? I'm gonna share a quick story. Mm-hmm. Quick story. Really, really interesting. I'm gonna put it on my story after too. So if you guys want to check it, it's probably old, but anyway, I'm gonna share it. I was driving. I ended up purchasing a 2010 Honda Civic Si. Nice car, you know, really, really like it. Sports car for, you know, the average guy. And it's like, okay, cool. Like, hey, you know, like that guy's actually doing something properly. So I'm driving. Okay, cool. And there is a gentleman in the, in the driver's seat, mom in the passenger seat, and son and daughter in the back. And the son happens to be on my side, puts his window down. And he's like, hey, black kid, probably, which I absolutely love. Not to say anything, but I absolutely love the fact that he was a young African-American male. Perfect. Love it. And, you know, he's got to be up maybe about 1920s, maybe I would say early 20s. And he's like, hey, nice car. And I'm like, hey, thanks, man. I really appreciate that. And he's like, can I ask you a question? And I'm like, yeah. Like, you know, as long as it's light, you know, we're stopped at a light. As long as this light's going to be. He's like, what did you do to get it? And I'm like, wait, what? What do you mean by that? He's like, well, how did you build like enough money to get it? And I was like, I was really thrown back by that because usually typically, you know, somebody sees you in a nice car and says, like, mm, yeah, I want that car. Or it's, no, nah, he, he, he must be doing something completely different. He, you know, he's yeah. dealing drugs or something like that sort. But to actually be approached by somebody, you know, young and obviously aspiring to be like, you know what? Hey, how did you build that? Can you tell me, can you quickly share 30 seconds how you built, you know, the, enough money to actually buy that car? How could you help me build my life? His parents were like, wait, well, who, who, who's my son? <laughs> wait, who, who, who's this? Like, who, my son speaking this? I have no idea. And I was like, hey, you know what? No problem. I'm like, how far are you going? He's like, oh, I'm, we're just, go-. and then the dad's like, oh, we're just going down Shepherd. I'm like, okay, cool. No problem. Shepherd Avenue in Toronto. I'm like, all right, cool. So we, you know, we're driving. We, get, we end up stopping in another light. And I'm like, I was like, hey, be yourself for yourself. Build something special today. And mm. I was like, oh, whoa, like, you really, <laughs> you, you really thought about that? Like, and all that time? And I'm like, yeah, it was only one light. It's only like, you know, the light's probably about 10 seconds or 10, 15 seconds back that way. It was a short distance, right? And he's like, man, hold on. What's, hold on. I'm going to get my phone. Be yourself for yourself. Build something special today, right? And I'm like, yeah. And he's like, whoa, thanks. That's amazing. And he's like, what's your name? I'm like, my name is Marcus. He's like, oh, okay, cool. Do you have Instagram? I'm like, yeah, yeah. And he's like, what is it? I'm like, that motivated kid. He's like, oh, yeah, that that makes sense. I get it. But the point of me bringing up that story is simply that you can really change someone's day very easily. Yeah. By by saying yes, I can do it today. It's exactly. really that simple. It's really that simple. It's really that simple. That's an amazing story, bro. That's yeah. an amazing story. Thanks for sharing that story. That's no problem. No problem. Yeah, man, that's, that's, that's beautiful. And, and honestly, I, I hope that as we continue building 
And as, as, as we interact with people, we have more stories like that. Because sure. I know I know I want to be a role model. I know you want to be a role model. I know we want yeah. to continue to inspire and continue to, to elevate people, continue to motivate people. Mm-hmm. I know we're gonna get so many more stories just like that. And so yeah, for sure. That, yeah. That's, it's, it's only the beginning, man. It's only the beginning. Honestly, I, you know what? It's it's the beginning of something special because you you know yeah. it's the it's the one time that we really have time in our hands, as I uh, I referenced from the very beginning, and also it's the one time that you, you're seeing a lot of people making moves. Yeah, you're really exactly. seeing that. You're really seeing the urgency of people, you know, going into quarantine and looking to possibly come out of quarantine two completely different people. Exactly. So, um, you know what? Hey, it was like at first you saw like, oh, okay, I'm seeking motivation. I'm seeking motivation. It motivation is not motivation anymore. It's mm-hmm. not just lowercase. It's uppercase, italicized, bolded, strike through. It's literally, <laughs> it's no, it's it's real. Motivation yeah. now is real. Mental health, mental awareness is real. Huge. It's, it's alive. Huge. It's well, and yeah. people are actually dealing with it. People are being proactive before. Mm-hmm. People were being reactive. The mm-hmm. beauty in it now is that people are being proactive, and um, people are being proactive, and it's absolutely amazing. So yeah. that's the one thing I'll definitely say. And yeah, like it's just you know, kudos to those people, and hopefully that you know they keep going exactly what they're looking to do. That's exactly right. It's it becoming sustainable. You know, it's yeah. becoming sustainable. Yep. People aren't necessarily looking for, they're not, they're not looking for haters to prove wrong because that's not going to last long because what happens yeah. if you prove everybody wrong? You know, then, then where's your motivation, right? People yeah. are looking, people are now looking inwardly to find that motivation, to find that drive to keep themselves going. So yeah, I think, exactly. I think, I think we're, I think we're doing, we're doing good things and it's just going to get better and better from here. That's exactly what it is. The episode of the, t- uh, sorry, the title of the episode is going to be beyond motivated. And that, that is exactly what you, you're going to become. Um, you know, it's, it's being motivated now is okay, cool. Hey, I have motivation. No problem. I can scroll through Instagram and find it, but being beyond motivated is literally putting action and words into play. Mm-hmm. Right. Exactly. So you have beyond the game, you have that motivated kid. You hear the message. What are you going to do now? What we do from it in terms of building something that's, that's really what it is. So the first thing you have to do, first step, know who you are. Second mm. step, know where you're going. Mm. Third step, third step, believe in yourself and do not stop. Do not stop. Marcus, that, that was another gem. That's beautiful. I'm sorry, man. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. I appreciate you, bro. I appreciate you, bro. I appreciate um, you too. Brother, uh, unless you have anything else, I'm cool. I'm cool to cap it, to cap it right here. I'm cool with capping it right there. It's absolutely amazing to speak to you, man. Um, hey, this, we should definitely do this again. I know absolutely. we were thinking about working on something special. Maybe we could do that again. And maybe we can do this again because that's something that, you know, you know, reconnecting and making sure that we, you know, we grow together. Hey, if exactly. we have to do another episode in season two, if say, and be like, you know, where are we now? Let's do that. Mm-hmm. I'm I think all for it, I think, that's, I think that's a fantastic idea. No, you know, it's in the work. It's already in the work. We spoke into existence. It's going to happen. Let's do it. Yes, sir. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening to another episode. This has been Shaka Parson and Marcus Smith. This is Beyond Motivated. Peace. Take care, guys.